Hey there. Thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better. And our heart is to reach, send, nurture and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. All right, it's 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yoo-hoo! How exciting! We're going to see breakthrough, yeah? We're going to see God do some extraordinary things over this period of time. Well, we're believing for that. As a, as a leadership, as pastors, we're believing for God to do the extraordinary over these next 21 days. The exciting thing is we're not doing this just as a local church, but we're actually doing this as a whole national church. And so churches all over um, Australia are actually fasting at the same time as we are, which I reckon the more people praying and fasting, enemy, you're gone. He's in trouble because we're about to see something extraordinary. Um, just before I go on, thank you to everybody who's been praying for me and with my leg. My um, bone is completely healed. On Friday, I went to the specialist and he showed me the x-ray. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I'd had an x-ray and you could still see the crack. This time, it looked like there had never been a crack. And he even said to me, I can't believe how amazingly this has healed. I'm three weeks ahead of time. I'm now standing. The only reason I've still got a, um, my crutch is because I just can't quite bend my leg properly and they want me to try and walk normally not with a limp. So I'm giving it a go. But how good is God, hey? So thank you to those that have helped us um, in areas of meals and just being so supportive in the way that you prayed. It has meant the world to us and especially to me. So thank you. Okay. I want us to look up to the screen right now because I want you to watch Wayne and Sarah as they explain a little bit more about what we're going to be doing over this 21 days. So thanks, guys. So 21 days in August, Resound Church, we're going to do something extraordinary. Some of you are going to fast for 21 days. It may be coffee, it may be, uh, it may be food, it may be something else. But we're not just fasting and praying. We're doing a whole bunch of things that relate to our Christian witness in the community. Sarah, some of those things, what are they? So we can pray. We want to um, do some reading together and memorize some scripture. Uh, We want to be able to give to other people. There's a whole variety of ways that you can get involved. Everybody can actually play a part over those 21 days of of joining together and seeing God actually do something really uh, incredible. We're joining with our Axe Global Churches family across the um, nation and so that's going to be great to see really what God does over these 21 days. So your spiritual progress is dependent upon many, many things, not just your reading and praying, um, not just your fasting, uh, but it is, you know, James says, faith without works is dead. In other words, it's one thing to believe, it's a whole other thing for your belief to actually drip down, if you like, through into actions and thoughts that make a difference. And I want to encourage you to join with us over these 21 days, and let's see what God can do in us and through us. 
So awesome. We're going to be doing a whole lot of different things up on our um, social media. We've got um, those 21 days of different things that are going to be taking place. So follow it, have a look at it, a little bit like our 21 days of kindness, you know, at Christmas when we did it. So get involved and be a part of that because it's going to be amazing. But my subject this morning that I want to speak to you about is fasting. You know, we're talking about praying and fasting, but often there's a little bit about the fasting that we don't always know. We think, okay, if I fast, what does that look like? What is the purpose of fasting? Why do I need to fast? Do I need to fast? Is it even a um, a thing? And so when I looked up a lot of different things, I realised that fasting is found in the Old Testament and the New Testament over 50 times, which I think is quite significant amount of time and therefore has some importance to each and every one of us. You know, there are um, famous people in the Bible that use fasting for various reasons. If we look at Moses, when he received the Ten Commandments, he was in the middle of doing a 40 days of prayer and fasting. Esther, when she needed a miracle, when she needed for God to come, she called all of the Israelites, all the Jewish people, and she said, okay, for three days, I want you to pray and fast so we can see something extraordinary take place. We need our people saved. We also saw in um, Elijah, he was fasting. We see in Joshua did a 40 days fast. Paul fasted for 14 days and also did a three days fast. Daniel did 21 days. Others that fasted were Judah, Ezra, Nehemiah, David and Anna, which I'm sure there's even more, but I've just pulled out a few to show you that in the word of God, there is a purpose and a reason why we fast. It's not about the number of days that we fast, but why we are fasting. There are three types of different types of fasting. You've got one that's um, absolute fast and you take no food or drink. This is normally the fast that you do before an operation. You know, when they say, okay, or you've got to do a blood test or something like that. They say, no food, no water. You can't have anything. That way you can go through the process of having what you need to have. You should not attempt this fast only under medical supervision. Now, the normal fast, this is no food for a certain amount of days. And this is normally the type of fast that we do as Christians, that we want to really take a hold of that fasting and see God doing something extraordinary within us. There's a partial fast. This is intermittent fasting. A lot of people use that to lose weight. You know, um, it's a big thing now. There's books on it. People are using it all over the place. There's also the Daniel fast, which is partial, where you um, aren't fasting all food, but you're doing what the Daniel fast is, and that's basically being a vegan, um, no meats, no eggs, no all of those kind of things. So you're taking those out as a sacrifice as well. So let's look at what is fasting. Fasting means, according to the Bible, to voluntarily reduce or eliminate your intake of food for a specific time and purpose. You know, there's Matthew Henry, who's a, who wrote, writes a commentary, and he said, A fast is a day to afflict the soul. If it does not express true sorrow for sin or does not promote the putting away of sin, it is not a fast. 
Fasting is essentially giving up food or something else for a period to focus your thoughts on God. And it also enables us to spend time in prayer. Wayne wrote just um, recently in one of his articles that he wrote out to our churches, it said, fasting was a common practice in the Old Testament and Jesus himself commenced his ministry with a 40-day fast. When inquiries asked about Jesus' disciples and their fasting routine, Jesus responded by saying, Simply, they will when I'm gone. Matthew 6 has the resounding phrase, when you, and it focuses on three key activities, giving, prayer, and fasting. When we give, when we pray, and when we fast. Fasting is a challenge, perhaps the most difficult of the three, and it involves giving up food. It's a sacrifice and a discipline, but we do it to be obedient and to grow closer to God. Let me read that passage of scripture from Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18 that Wayne was alluding to. And it says, and when you fast, don't make it obvious. So when we're fasting, let's not make it obvious. Let's not run around and go, I'm going to fast. Look at me. I'm so good. I'm fasting. I'm suffering for Jesus. (laughs) But it says here, don't make it obvious. It says, as the hypocrites do. Woo. For they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. Oh, I'm so hungry. It's so tough. I haven't eaten in two hours. (laughs) But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees will reward you. In this passage, it tells us what you shouldn't do in fasting. Don't make it obvious. Don't walk around being miserable and looking like we're suffering. And don't try and get people to admire you. I say that because if we're going to do a 21-day fast and we're going to do it with no food, let's not go around getting people to admire us and go, whoa, you're extraordinary. I could only do two days. I could never do five. I could never do 21. You know, fasting is something that you have to do out of a conviction of what God wants you to do. And if you're going to fast for 21 days with no food, that's the conviction between you and God and that's something you should do because that's what you feel God's asking you to do. You're no better than somebody who chooses to fast for two days or one day even or do intermittent fasting or the Daniel fast. Whatever it is that we choose to do, we're doing it as a sacrifice and we're doing it with a desire and a want to get closer to God and to understand God in a greater way. So there's no competition in this at all. So what are we supposed to do? Comb our hair, wash our face, do our fasting in private. It says if we fast, we will be rewarded. That's what the scripture says. I always say it. It's a, it's a common thing that I say. But wherever there's a promise, there's an action. We've got to do the action to receive the promise. And in this, the promise is there. We will be rewarded if we fast. And so you can read that and you can have a look at that. 
Fasting is a sacrifice and it's meant to be a challenge and to push you closer to God. Whenever you fast, if it doesn't mean anything to you, it won't mean anything to God. Did you hear that? If it doesn't mean anything to you, it won't mean anything to God. Well, God, I've fasted lunch today. Well, I just didn't have time at work to go and get it. But I'll count that as my fasting. It sort of doesn't mean anything, does it? It's got to be a sacrifice. It's got to be something that we choose to do because we really want to grow closer and be more enriched in what God wants. If we're going to fast, we need to be intentional in growing in God and allowing him to do something in us. If you're putting technology aside, I'm, going to, I'm just putting this out here. If we're putting technology aside, Netflix, TV, this is technically not fasting. The true meaning of fasting is to give up food. It's not giving up those things. But let me say, if you choose to give up technology because you want to commit your time where you would spend on technology to spend time in prayer, I encourage you, do it. If you can do that and maybe you can't do food, it's fine. It's making sure that you're finding something that you can do that you are sacrificing to say to God, in these 21 days, I I'm not going to look at Netflix or I'm not going to look at my Facebook or my Instagram or whatever else you might be looking at, Twitter, um, all of those things. You may choose to say, they're not going to be a part of my life. And where I would spend a lot of time on those, I'm going to spend time reading my word and praying and allowing God to do something fresh and new in my life. So here it is. Why do we fast? No, it's not to lose weight. Even though sometimes that could be a really good promise and reward. (laughs) So I'm sort of like, okay, a few kilos could come off here. But that's not my reason for doing it. In the New Testament, fasting was a means to grow closer to God through meditating and focusing on him. So what's the biblical purpose of fasting? I believe, number one, it's to strengthen our prayer life. Numerous incidences in the Old Testament connect fasting to prayer. It was a means of bringing an urgency to God on what was happening in their lives and around them. Fasting doesn't change whether God hears our prayers or not, but it changes the way we pray and we are far more focused in spending time with him. You know, in Ezra chapter 8, verse 23, the scripture won't be on the screen, but it says, so we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayers. Here we see Ezra, and he gathers the people, and they they fasted and they petitioned. So they fasted and they prayed to God, and God came and answered their prayers. We want our prayer life strengthened. You know, we get so distracted. I don't know about you, but I'll pick up that phone and the next thing you're flicking through your Facebook or you're doing something else or you're you're playing your games on your phone or something takes away your time where you could be not spending the time on that, but you could be spending the time praying. 
So when we're fasting and if we're giving up our food at that time, then if we deliberately go, right, through my meal time, I'm not going to just sit down and do all of those other things or watch TV. I'm actually going to go in my room and I'm going to spend that time praying. I'm going to spend that time seeking God and coming before him. And as we do that, it strengthens our prayer life. It starts to do something within us. The second thing that fasting can do is seek to seek deliverance or protection. And if we looked at Esther chapter 4 verse 16, go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Here we see in this passage of scripture, Esther. Esther was the queen. Esther was placed in the palace for such a time as this. Esther's job was to save the Jewish people, even though when she went in, she didn't realise here we see that um, it's about time that they're going to be wiped out and Mordecai calls and says to Esther, tells her attendant, go back and tell Esther it is for such a time as this she's in the palace and if she thinks that she's not going to die as well when the Jewish people are wiped out, think again. It's then this right here that we read this passage of scripture where Esther says, okay, Okay, we've got to do something. Go everybody and pray and fast. Come on, seek God, get into it. We need deliverance here. We need to have God come and do something extraordinary. So we're all going to come together and we're going to see a breakthrough. I'm going to do it, you do it, let's go together. And when we read the completion of Esther, we see that the Jewish people were saved because she rose up and did what she needed to do. But I believe she could do that because of the strengthening of the believers, the Jewish people, who came together and said, we believe that God can deliver us. We believe we can see this happen. One of the other things that fasting does is to bring us to humble ourselves before God. In First Kings chapter 21, 27 to 29. But when Ahab heard this message, he tore his clothes, dressed in burlap and fasted. He even slept in burlap and went about in deep mourning. Then another message from the Lord came to Elijah. Do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has done this, I will not do what I promised during his lifetime. It will happen to his sons. I will destroy his dynasty. When we come to a time of fasting and praying but fasting it's a humbling before God I don't know about you but I really 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 like food like really like it I like pretty much any kind of food I love sweet stuff savory stuff how are we going for all those that are fasting right now (laughs) and when we think about food When we're fasting, it seems to be even heightened that food is even um, something that is wanted even more. But when we humble ourselves before God and say, you know what, I'm going to humble myself before you. I'm sacrificing. I want you to do something extraordinary. 
And this is what happened in this. He humbled himself before God. And God promised that during his lifetime, he would not destroy the dynasty. That's huge. The fourth thing that fasting does, to seek God's guidance. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 28, Moses remained there on the mountain with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. In all that time, he ate no bread and drank no water. And the Lord wrote the terms of the covenant, the Ten Commandments on the stone tablets. Sometimes we're desperate for God to speak to us. Sometimes we feel like we can't hear from him. Sometimes it's like, God, where are you? Are you there? I can't seem to hear. But when we take time out, When we say, you know what, I am going to fast, I'm going to pray, I'm going to seek your face. It's an opportunity for our whole being to be cleared, our whole mind to be cleared, and that we can actually allow God to come and speak to us and give us revelation. As a leadership team, we want to do this because we want to see what God wants to do in this place in, in a greater way than we've ever seen before. You know, we've just been through this time and we're still going through this time of COVID and it's sort of spun the church a little bit and it's spun us as leaders and gone, okay, how do we do this next stage of church? How do we do the next stage of community? How do we do what you want us to do? And I know through this time, through these 21 days, as we seek the face of God, as we come before him and we look for guidance and we ask him for revelation, I'm believing for extraordinary deposits of the Holy Spirit to come and speak to us and say, right, this is what you're going to do with the building now. Right, this is how we're going to reach out into the community. Right, this is how we're going to connect people in a greater way. Right, this is how we're going to see healings and and miracles take place. This is what we're going to see because as we take time to seek his guidance, he comes to speak to us. But it means we have to take ourselves aside and say, you know what, God? Food, technology, all this craziness in the world, I'm not going to let that come in anymore. I want to come before you and I want to seek you and I want to know what you're saying. The fifth thing is to minister to needs of others. In Isaiah chapter 58, 3 to 7, it says, No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. If you're fasting and you want to clear out your fridges and you've got good food there, why don't you give it to somebody? Then you won't be tempted. Just a side note. Um, I probably got a bit of that food. So anybody need food right now? So I'm not tempted. There are wrong reasons to fast. We do not fast to obtain merit from God or get rid of sin. Only one thing does that. It is the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross. That's the only thing that gets rid of sin. But when we fast, it brings us to a place of being able to go, God, is there anything that I need to get rid of? That we can bring it before him and ask him to say, God, I need it gone. Remove it. 
you can always find a reason not to fast. So you need to make up your mind that you're going to do it. Um, I was reading a book about fasting and the author was talking about it with Jensen Franklin and he was talking about um, how this is like our king, you know, the stomach. It's like it owns us and it dictates to us. And you actually, when you come to fasting, you have to speak to that and say, no, I'm in control, not you. Because when that rumbling starts and all that craving starts and the desire starts, we have to rise up against it and go, you know what? No, I'm sacrificing right now. I'm not listening to you. I'm not going to listen to your wants. I'm going to do what I know I have to do and overcome that. It was really quite an interesting um, way that he explained it and, and showed me, wow, it's true. I've got to take control of that and not give in to that. So what about the outcomes? Does everybody want to know the outcomes of fasting? You know, we know why we have to fast, what is fasting, all of those kind of things. But there are outcomes that come out of fasting. We don't want to just do it for the sake of it. We don't want to just do it because we want to pat ourselves on the back and say, yep, I'm a good Christian because I fasted for one day, three days, 21 days, whatever you choose to do, your decision. But we want to do it because we know God wants us to come closer to him and be in an intimate relationship with him. But there are outcomes that come from that. And the first outcome that comes is a spiritual strength. You know, in Matthew chapter 4, 1 to 10, Wayne said it right in the beginning, where Jesus started his ministry, how? By doing a 40-day of prayer and fasting. It says in Matthew chapter 4, 1 to 10, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. It's good to know Jesus was just like us, yeah? It says it in the scripture, he became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scripture says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Here we see Jesus is being um, away. He's, He's fasting for 40 days, 40 nights. His stomach's rumbling, things are happening. And what happens? The enemy comes in and starts to tempt Let me encourage you, if you choose to fast, and especially if you choose to fast food, what's going to happen is there's going to become the temptations that are put before you. You're going to go to somewhere and that beautiful cake is going to be sitting there. And it's going to be crying out to you, eat me, eat me, eat me. I know I'm being, you know, a little bit funny, but the truth is, We need to rise up and go, no, no, no. I've chosen to do this because I want to see the breakthrough. Here Jesus came back. Even though he was hungry, it says that. He turned to the enemy and he said, "Uh uh-uh. People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. This is a great opportunity to get to know the Word of God. This is a great opportunity to be in the Word of God. Start getting the Scriptures to combat what the enemy tries to do. 
The devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple. And he said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scripture said, he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands. So you won't even hurt yourself, hurt your foot on a stone. Sorry. Jesus responded. The scripture also says, you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I'll give it all to you. What a stupid thing. He already, Jesus, God already owned it. And that says, and he said, if you will kneel down and worship me, get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scripture says you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. We can't combat the enemy unless we know how to. So when you're in your period of fasting, I want to encourage you. You may come up against some adversity. You may come up against some things. It's time to rise up and go, "Uh uh-uh, no way, Satan. No, this is what the word of God says. And this is what I want to see. The second thing there, it says um, that we... Get closer to God. In Joel 2.12, that is why the Lord says, Turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping and mourning. We want to grow closer to God, don't we? We don't want to just do a prayer and fasting for the sake of it. We don't want to just fast so we think that we've done the right thing. If you don't choose not to fast, that's okay. There is nobody here saying this is what you must do. But I want to encourage you. Maybe you can go, you know what, Ruth, I can do the intermittent fasting. That's what I'm going to do. I am going to fast every lunchtime. I'm not going to have food. And every lunchtime, I'm going to go in my room or I'm going to go into a place where I can find and I'm going to pray and seek the face of God. Awesome. But let's choose to do something to grow closer to God over these 21 days. The third thing here, strength to stand against the enemy. That's what Jesus had in his time, to stand against the enemy. And fasting brings revelation. Fasting helps you to tune into the spirit realm and can help you to hear clearly. When you are not eating, your senses are heightened. Did you know that? So when you're not eating, your senses are heightened. I was making um, some lamb shanks. I was preparing them and then had them cooking in the slow cooker. They were beautiful. I know I'm being really cruel. And um, they were just smelling. And Wayne has already commenced his fast and he walked into the house and I didn't really think that it was very strong in the smell but because he'd been fasting his sense of smell had been heightened and he said this is cruel and then I ate it in front of him I think payback will come but when we choose to do this We can be people that say, God, I want my senses to be heightened. I want to hear in a greater way from you. I want my hearing to be heightened. I want my my being to come into a place where you can do something fresh and something powerful. You know, fasting brings change. 
The reason it brings change is because fasting changes us. And even if the situation doesn't shift, our mindset does because we see things differently. Just because we fast doesn't mean everything's going to be, our magic wand's going to come out and we're all going to go, whoop, whoop, and it's all going to be great. But when we choose to sacrifice in the fasting and we choose to say, God, I want you to do something. I want you to change the way I think. I want you to come upon me in a fresh and a powerful way. I want you to help me to grow stronger. I want you to help me to be a woman or a man of God that can rise up and be who you want me to be. I want breakthrough. I want things to change because God, I want to see you moving more powerfully in our nation and the nations of the world. Do something, God. I'm desperate. And it's in our fasting that we're desperate. You know, when Moses was on the top of that mountain and he was praying and fasting for 40 days, he was desperate because the people down the bottom, they were not behaving. They were actually out of control. I would not have wanted to be their leader. But he's up on that mountain crying out saying, God, I need something. And out of desperation, God comes and gives him the Ten Commandments. We have a great opportunity right now in this next 21 days of coming together as a church, as a nation and seeking the face of God and saying, God, we want to see something happen. We want to see you moving in a greater way. So right now as we end, what I would really like you to do is stand to your feet. If you're home on the live stream, stand to your feet. You might be sitting in your couch. No, no, no. Come on. It's time to stand up. Participate. Be a part of this. Be what we're going to be doing over this next 21 days. Whatever you choose to do. But don't sit in your lounge room and don't sit wherever you're listening to this and think, oh, I don't need to do this. No, it's time to make yourself go, you know what? I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand up and allow God to do something fresh in me. This next 21 days is a time where I believe right now on this very first day that God's going to cause an outworking of His Holy Spirit to come and fall upon us in a fresh and a powerful way. He's going to come and do something more extraordinary in our church. I believe that He wants to use us in a greater way. Resound is only just beginning. We are not cowering back. We're going forward and we're going to see God move powerfully and out of this next 21 days God's going to do something extraordinary but it's time as people to rise up and say God I'm part of this I'm not going to cower back I'm going to go forward and so right now what I want to do is I want to pray for those that are in the room and on live stream and I'm going to ask for God to come and over these next 21 days if you're crying out for God to do something, that He's going to come and meet you where you're at. At the end of these 21 days, I would love to see us have different people testifying, whatever that looks like.
Hey, Ruth, over this 21 days, I was praying for this and God came through for me. Hey, Ruth, I was believing for God to do something extraordinary in my life and he came through for me. Hey, Ruth, my situation didn't change, but something happened within me. I rose up. I became stronger. I know that God's on my side. I can feel it. I know it. I'm closer to him. That things shift in our thinking, in what we do and how we do it. This is not a time to cower back, but this is a time for the army to come forward. And as we pray and fast, enemy, you better watch out because we're we're going forward and we're about to see extraordinary change. So right now, if you're believing for God to do something over this next 21 days, maybe you're going to fast technology. Great. Maybe you're fasting certain amounts of days for food. Whatever you're going to do, believe that God's going to do something extraordinary. So if you're believing for God to do something, whether in the room or in, on the live stream, I just want you to raise your hands right now in surrender. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe that God's going to do it. And we're going to see something extraordinary take place over this next 21 days. Holy Spirit, we come to you right now. And I pray for every single person in this room and online. And that God, over this next 21 days, whatever they're believing for, whatever they're crying out for, that God, you will come and you will minister to them. Lord, I pray for salvation as they fast for their family members that don't know you, that we will see a shift in those family members coming into a place of finding you as their Lord and their Saviour. Lord, if they're crying out for you in their financial realm and they're fasting and they're saying, come on God, that they will see um, something extraordinary take place in the area of finances. Lord, if there's things happening, in their anxiousness or their mental realm and they're saying, God, I need something to break here. I need you to do it. I pray right now that the chains will come off and there will be freedom in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for our church. I pray for Resound right now. I pray for us as leaders that through this time, God, you will do a download on us like we've never had before and we will get revelation to see what you want to do in this place and beyond. God, we surrender to you right now. We sacrifice before you. Whatever you want to do, we believe you can do it in your precious name. Amen. Amen. So over these next 21 days, I encourage you, believe for the extraordinary. Believe God's going to do something. And if you can't fast, that's fine. But pray. We can all pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.